got a beard and it's looking something fierce Having beers with my peers and talking rap careers Reflecting on the years, connecting on the tears Shipwreck faith ain't always as appears I'm bringing you fresh music, I'm bringing fresh ideas I'm bringing you the dudes in the indie music beers Chilling at the shows and talking about the pain With people who learned how to face it and be sane Sipping on a brew, doing interviews No topics off the table but we focus on breakthroughs So kick up your feet, we're gonna put it in check You're listening to bruise beards and shipwrecks One, two, one, two, a mic check Stone bands, royal ruckus on the scene Just to announce We got the bruise, we got the beards Tasty interviews for your ears to hear One, two, one, two, a mic check Stone bands, royal ruckus on the scene Just to announce We got the bruise, we got the beards Tasty interviews for your ears to hear Welcome to Brews, Beards, and Shipwrecks. This is Jamie Bennett, also known as Chun Jay from Royal Ruckus, and I'm sitting here in California with my buddy Pease. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing tonight? What are you, uh, I'm doing good, man. Chilling. It's nice to kick it with you. It's been a long time. It's been a really long time. I know. Last time I was here, you, you uh, weren't able to come out, but we're here, and we're going to have tacos tonight, and yeah. right now we're having some beers. Very good, by the way. Never well, had this one. Yeah, well, what are we drinking? Uh, we're drinking a Kona Kona. Yeah, uh, IPA. It's actually the um, Fire Rock Pale Ale. Oh, Fire Rock! I pulled yeah. off the. Oh. <laughs> I pulled off the wrapper. You pulled off the label. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah, I'm looking right at the label. I was wondering why you didn't see it. It was called Fire Rock. Yeah, we're in the Fire Rock Pale Ale. They also have one that's the uh, Castaway IPA that's really good. But. You know, I used to live in Kona for a while. You never came to see me. Oh, um. yeah. <laughs> you were uh, over the over in the island. You're over the seas. <laughs> yeah. The flights there weren't the cheapest either. <laughs> so I didn't have as many visitors as, as I thought I would have. I, I do remember you saying that you used to live on an avocado farm, and I was like, that had to been cool. That had yeah. been really cool. It, it was it was awesome. Actually, when I was living on that farm, um, my friend... Jeb Wilson, who's a photographer, mm-hmm. he came out, and that was really cool. Um, he actually took a really amazing picture of my house in the background with an avocado in the foreground. Oh, it was just nice. <laughs> incredible. But, I mean, you guys get avocados here in California pretty easily and pretty yeah. cheaply. Yeah, right here. We're in the valley. I don't know if we can actually grow avocados out here, but I know we were not that far from wherever, right. you know... Yeah, you know, any every Mexican store has one. <laughs> I know I go in like sometimes I go in the in the Mexican grocery store and they're like two for a dollar, like three yeah. for a dollar. I'm like, how is this possible? Because they know every Mexican eats avocados. Oh, kind of like it, avocados, tortillas, beans, and rice. <laughs> the staple food. <laughs> Certainly can't go wrong with the avocados. <laughs> so we've known each other a long time. Yeah, I mean, since. Probably when I was 13, 13, 14. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's been it's been that long. Old. Yeah, th- I think that's about right. Um, Early 90s. Yeah, so we, we met at a church, <laughs> but we're not here to talk about church. We're here to talk about graffiti. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, we met, and um, I, I, won't, I won't say, we'll, we'll just call him D. Yeah. I, was, I was kicking it with D. Actually, what, what was his uh, graffiti name? Earn. Earn. Uh, yeah, so I was kicking it with Earn, and we're in like youth group, and I'm he's like teaching me to do graffiti, and I'm not very good at it, but I'm trying, <laughs> and 
And you know, we were good enough friends that he he was he was willing to be patient. Yeah, boy. Well, we're back from some technical difficulties. I forget exactly where we left off, but I think we were talking about how we met, and we were saying that we were in a church. Ern and I uh, saw you and thought you looked down because your hair was slicked back, shaved high on the sides. And I was wearing, and I was shirt. wearing Jinko, I think, huh? Oh, were you? Probably. I bet you were, yeah. Because I was a big Jinko fan, you know. I mean, gosh, that's how long ago this was. <laughs> no, we don't need to talk about that. We don't need to go that far. We don't need to go that far with it. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, so I, I don't remember how it happened, but we, we definitely introduced ourselves to you. Somehow. We brought up graffiti though. within two minutes. You guys didn't even like, wait. It was like a hit up. I, was, I got I got I got tag banged on at church by two white guys. <laughs> two white guys. White guys from nice white families that lived in the suburbs. That was true. That is true. And um, they, he brought up FSU. I think that wasn't in anything. I mean, I tagged a little bit. I mean, I knew what tagging was because it was all over the place. But I wasn't really into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. Um, like by, I think by the by the end of the week, uh, by the next the next gathering of um, Sunday school, <laughs> I guess you two had a conversation for a week saying, "Should we let you, him in?" You, you know, you know how they they like to say God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Well, in this case, it was pure destiny. Chun Jay and Ern loves you and have a wonderful plan for your life. Yeah, we worked with God to get you on our graffiti team, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was great. Well, I mean, but because of it, because of it, you know, because that happened and um, I started meeting a little more people, I always had a real, I mean, back when we were kids, I mean, that was a thing to do. Actually, an old, old friend of mine, actually ours, we'll call him Jay, he was, um, he always had the really, really, I don't remember him, but he was in our crew too. Yeah. FSU. Remember, we made you know the yeah. FSU crew. And, and what did FSU stand for? Fucking shit up. <laughs> I holler at your boy. I I talked my mom into buying me an FSU belt. I don't know if you remember <laughs> I that. Remember that? But the way I I told her, I said, it's uh, it stands for Freestyle Unlimited, and it's a rap a Christian rap group I'm starting. That's right. I always wondered what it was because <laughs> Earn used to say fucking I, shit up. And you used to say this, like, you said freestyle. Unlimited. Unlimited. Or what's up, then? And so I would be going, yeah, I'm from free <laughs> something like that. Fuck your shit up. I'm fucking shit up. Yeah. And, um. Well, I think there were several meanings of it, but definitely the one you said is, fucking, uh. <laughs> fucking shit up. Yeah. Um, so, but it was really funny because I think the next week I was in, when Ern and you let me in, Ern had a lot of that patience, you know? Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because he's the one that gave me... I always wanted to write like Ern. Yeah. Like, to this day, hands down, even in Bakersfield of all time, Ern probably has the cleanest, the dopest hand styles I've ever seen. Really? Yeah, it, it, he's always been really good. Yeah. You know, he was he was that guy. And um, actually, <coughs> when I was at... We have a wall here, and, you know, they we do a lot of art stuff here. Um, an old friend of, of, of ours you actually know who he was he was actually the one that he had the best house styles period he was better than Ern but him and Ern were like head, neck and neck um, yeah. we'll call him Jay I don't know if you, I don't know you know 
But anyways, he was there and um, we were talking about Bakersfield graffiti and, you know, there wasn't a lot of piecers. There wasn't a lot of, um, you know, there were, I'm not saying there weren't, but it wasn't that big yet. There were some trained people here that are really big legends now too, but what you needed in Bakersfield and we, you know, we killed it, and, and a lot of people don't know about it, but we probably has have some of the hardest hand stylists there are. Yeah. Especially at that time, because there was no way, because we were influenced by everything. I mean, yeah. We had the San Francisco Riders, we had LA Riders, we were looking through New York and Philly, yeah. and we, you know, you know, you look at all these, and at this time, they were having their own... Um, they already had their development in it, right? Yeah. Well, it felt like we were getting ours. We started getting ours in the early 90s, you know, and a lot of these these, these places have their their signature styles, but we got to just sit back and pick them, pick them out. Yeah. And we made our own hand styles. Like, Kern County has their own hand styles, yeah. and you had to be a hand stylist yeah. in Bakersfield. And there yeah. were some of the best hand styles I still have can say that we, I've seen is from Bakersfield. That's dope. We should explain, uh, because probably most of my listeners don't know, have not been in a tagging crew. Um, so we should like briefly explain like what is a tagging crew and what were the goals and how did it work? Well, you had a group of friends and um, majority of them were either gangsters, um, skaters. Yeah, a lot of skaters. People a lot don't of realize that. Skating has a big influence in the hip hop culture. I think people are now learning that, but back yeah. then, when it was new and fresh, it really, yeah, it really, people didn't really realize that a lot of skating was big. You know, it was developing yeah. itself yeah. into the culture of graffiti, graffiti and skateboarding. Yeah, hand it goes hand in hand. Um, but you're trying to get your stuff up. I mean, you're a kid. You're, you're. You're out there, and you know you're learning how to tag on the streets. Like, yeah. Tagging streets. It's it's interesting, like from like a sociological standpoint, like the idea is to get fame, to to be known for having a, a respected style, and to have everybody know your name. I mean, that's what it's about. That's right? what it's about. Well, you know what? I mean, they, you know, you brought it up. You brought up even a psychological thing about it. You know, the whole the thing is, is that. Um, no matter who you are, it's a human nature thing to do, to state yourself, to to yeah. to to say I was here. Yeah. Like it's, so, it's not even the fact. Like you know, some people, some people like, you know, they're just, you know, you know, people don't, you know, they, they felt at that time, you know, nobody knows who I am. A lot of a lot of people that didn't weren't very social. They were kind of socially awkward. Um, didn't have a lot of friends. Didn't yeah. know how to make friends. Um. Maybe, maybe we're, you know, and I'm going to go on both directions. Maybe they were considered the nerds and people would, would, would mess with them in one aspect. And then maybe they were, they were, ne they weren't smart. You know, people yeah. were always calling them dumb or something like that. Yeah. And you had all these segments around them. You know, you're too poor or you're yeah, too yeah, this yeah. or too that. Cause you came from all graffiti hits any part of life. You had the most preppiest, cool, you know, it could have been the coolest guy in, at the high school and got all the girls and was hanging hung out with um, preps and could hang out but at the same time he was over here bombing and tagging and, yeah. and doing stuff and you would have never even known it and his writing partner is a guy that some goth kid that's uh, out, you know uh, 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 what they would consider a outsider yeah. you know that didn't have a lot of friends you know maybe yeah. weren't depressed or, or, or something and 
they would maybe not interact or they or they maybe not would have interacted that much in regular society but in this group yeah they became they, they became best friends because of it right you know i mean so it, 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 it hits everything but i think a lot of it is is that you know i was talking to somebody about it is in the beginning you know i mean it is it's like an insecurity that you're doing something you're 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 saying that i'm here yeah and um maybe maybe you get picked on maybe you don't you know a lot of it is is that you're risking something you're taking a chance yeah that rush of taking a chance and and no matter what you're doing good or bad you that rush that anybody feels of taking a chance to either talk to that girl yeah, um, yeah. taking that chance to 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 to, to take a chance and say, hey man you know what i'm gonna invest in this man and you get that feeling like it may not happen it may happen you know yeah. and, and if it happens you're like yeah that's what i'm talking about and you get that big rush you know yeah. you know the same you know you, you ask that girl out that you, you that you're, you're digging um you know she can either go out with you and feel that rush or yeah she knocks you down you know and yeah. that's how you know you didn't know if you were going to come home that night right there was a chance where you weren't yeah you know it's, it's a rush and everybody understands that emotional yeah, yeah I, th- I think too there's like in its origins graffiti was also has always been like a, a rebellion to mm-hmm. society and and it's when it became stylized and taken over by tagging crews not just some guy you know putting I love so and so um, it kind of almost changes the nature of that youthful rebellion it, it, it does it could and it couldn't like I mean the whole thing is is that like it's not fun playing one on one basketball all the time yeah you had a team and you had a goal and you, sometimes you had to make a game plan yeah. to conquer that goal you have a game plan on the courts against defenders and you're doing something to take yeah. to, to make that basket right yeah and um so you're working together as a unit right you know and so when you get into crews you you've got i mean if you got really sophisticated where like you know this person's gonna bring this this person's got this this person's got this you need to you need to look out you need something so everybody has a job yeah. to, to accomplish this one goal yeah it's it's such an interesting thing though like that how this developed from just simple scrawling some words on the wall to becoming an organized system and like not and just like everywhere i mean we're talking about our our experience with it uh you know initially was in bakersfield well how does it come to bakersfield you know and like it's it's like fight club everybody can start one you know like <laughs> it is it's true you can wake up one morning and say hey i want to I want to start. You, I mean, yeah. you know, if you're willing to take the chance, <laughs> you yeah. can start one drop tomorrow. Really, you know. Right. I mean, it's 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 all that. Um, so so now at some point, you know, we're we're still kind of stuck in when we were kids in our conversation here. Um, I got arrested. I had been I had been out riding with you and Earn and Jisk and Truster, I think, and um, not really doing any interesting things but we were doing something and then I it was a church function and then I left that church function and I had gotten just to let me take the can because I was going to be in downtown Bakersfield and that is when I got caught and that ended it for me yeah that was just the beginning for you that that was just the beginning I ended up well actually you know what I it was really weird because I did it in high school and even in my little early 20s, you know, I never got really sophisticated with it. 
you know, it was just yeah. tagging, you know. And I, I moved. I left. I left. I left. Um, I, I left Bakersfield, and I went to go on in some career developments, and yeah. um, you know, kind of grew up throughout my, my my youth. And I ended up, I ended up throughout my twenties traveling, and I ended up in Orange County. Okay. And I was working at this place, and I started working with this. Um, an old legend graffiti writer from LA. We started talking and actually, actually, um, you know, not making a lot of money on me. I was doing good in my life and we got into it. And you know what? He was just showing me the arts of it. I mean, this is where I started getting stuff that everybody likes. Yeah. You know, the, the piece. He was, you know, he's a piecer. He's an artist. He's a true artist. Yeah, know? yeah, of course. And, um, and you know, doing productions full on productions you know artistic yeah. productions that are you know movie sets some of these guys that I met like did the backgrounds for movies one guy was an editor for Disney yeah. you know they came so they weren't just this little thing these were high rollers yeah. right, in the game you know and I ended up becoming a friend of his and he actually let me start repping his crew um, DCV um, Death Crown Villains <laughs> and yeah. um we, you know, I, I moved back home and um, that's when I started, you know, I lost everything in my life. You know, I lost my really good job. I kind of, kind of went into this self-destruction, I guess. Yeah. And um, through it, I, I, I went back to my old roots kind of, you know, a little bit. And, um, you know, I went that route and through it, you know, I really became really serious about doing this. And what I meant by it is I want the artistic side of it, not just yeah. the destruction, like, you know, hit-ups or whatever, like, you know, really doing something productive in the game. Yeah. And, you know, and it's funny because the, the crew that I'm in is, is more of an art yeah. crew. Went more into that route, you know, started going into, into doing murals, you know, learning okay. how to piece and stuff like that. And, um, you know, that's where I'm at now. Yeah. You know, I don't... Yeah. I'm not out there running around acting a fool, you know. I'm, I'm more on the artistic side of it, you yeah. know. And uh, I, 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 you know, you learn how to balance it in my life, where it's like I'm doing something nice, you yeah. know. You know, where everybody's respect, everybody respects, everybody enjoys seeing it, you know. Not just yeah. the stuff that makes everybody, you know. Which, which I mean, it's part of the game, yeah. you know. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not promoting it, yeah. but I'm not condoning it you know what I'm saying like it's part of the game you're in it you're gonna do it it's part of it you know it's just the way it is so I'm gonna uh, break format from what we talked about uh, before the show started and uh, I want you to tell me a little bit about what happened recently um, when a certain famous writer came into town well, that's funny because you you showed me him it was the artifact. Yeah. You showed me the group, wrong side of the tracks, Tame One, and actually it was funny because I didn't tell him this, but when we were kids, that was remember that was my name. Yeah, I yeah. was Tame until yeah. I heard Artifacts, yeah. and I said, oh, I can't be Tame. Yeah, you know, and you were like, he's a rapper, you know, and I'm like, yeah. no, I can't be Tame, and so I actually changed my name when I heard. Okay. Yeah. Artifacts. So, so what that's all about is. Um, Artifacts is or was or are they, st are they still? Group? They're still performing. Okay. Yeah. So Artifacts is a rap group, 
Uh, but what they were known for was uh, being also graffiti artists, and, and they celebrated graffiti in their songs. Now, why this is funny is I had um, gotten my entire record collection taken away by my parents. <laughs> I remember that. And I had just gotten arrested for graffiti, so I was like doubly in trouble. And I bought the Artifacts cassette tape, brought it home, and tried to take the tape guts out and put it in another tape and I got caught by my mom she threw my entire collection away everything everything because Artifacts was just it was the two things she was upset with me about like rap. lyrics with you know rap lyrics with cussing and glorifying uh, breaking the law to specifically graffiti yes. what she didn't want me to do anymore well, that's funny, yeah, yeah, and they're, you know, I remember when they were here, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Jamie would love this. Jamie would love the fact that um, he would love he would love to to have been here, you know, and the fact that Tame actually still paints. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's old school, it's old school '90s, you know, yeah. he, and he represents who he was from back then till now, and I mean, that's why I really want you to go see it because you know, a, you don't live here, and you don't need to sound like you come around and yeah. see the artwork anyways, yeah. but b, I mean. He's probably as old as our dad. He looks, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that would have been like 93 three or to 95, somewhere in there. They were already older. Yeah, yeah, they were already at least 20, 25 at that point, so you had a couple more decades. Yeah, They're 45, good. 50, doing graffiti. And rapping. And rapping. Yeah. A friend of mine says that uh, hip-hop is um, the fountain of youth. It, it, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because... Maybe we're just getting because, old. Well, you know, it's funny because, you know, like, the best way I can put it is this. I mean, I mean, you know, I made a big deal about artifacts being here. You know, oh, my gosh, artifacts on yeah. the side of the tracks, right? And when, when you went out to the wall, I mean, you had a few young heads, but everybody was in the mid-30s, early 30s, yeah. late 30s. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. It was like, come, come on. You know what? Come on now, you know, bringing back the old school baggy pants. It was almost like your sister, your older sister or something. <laughs> you're ready to go to a Cindy Lauper concert, and right. all of a sudden she's crinkling her hair. And I'm like, you're 40. And she's like, shut up. She's in there wearing pink, pink leather leather pants, you know. And yeah. hey, you know what I mean. All of a sudden she looks like she's a she's a 16 again, right? Yeah. Well, all of a sudden you know you get these old old men in there with their hat backwards, baggy pants. That's so funny. Ready to. Um, to, to rock, you know, and I mean, what's well, funny though too is that the more and more, you know, there was a point in, in Bakersfield, you know, I, you know that, you know, people really started getting into this culture, especially the graffiti culture here. There's some great, amazing artists here, you know. But it's funny, like, because you know, most of us are all retired, and uh, you know, you know, everybody just goes hangs out at the wall. You don't really see a young person that's out there, you know, doing the wall and yeah. everything. And um, it's almost like now, it's like, you know, it was our it was our thing to do when we were kids. So. You know, it was always going to be a part of you. You know, and you got yeah. all these, you know, older men, families, and everything. They go and they paint this wall. They're the mirrorless of Bakersfield. Yeah. It's yeah. not even the young kids doing it. It's, it's your, it's your, um, your water guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, got to nine to five. Probably got a family of three, and you know, yeah. they go on Sunday to get away from their wife and their kids. You know, and yeah. get a few hours instead of going to the golf course. They go by Crylon. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. the rest of actually to be exact, Crylon suck. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So uh, I want to I want to actually play "Wrong Side of the Tracks" by Artifacts 
Um, and you can tell me more. Why don't after we play this song? Why don't we go and down to the wall? We can talk about it there at the wall, and you can tell me more background on it there. Okay. All right. Uh, you're listening to Brews, Beards, and Shipwrecks. Enjoy Artifacts, Wrong Side of the Tracks. I'm out to bomb like Vietnam under the same name, Tame One. The bad one, Ink Flow Master Bastard with the Magnum. I tags up quick and then I steps to the exit when it's time to get sefted. Or flex on some fresh shit, some whack crook. So my black book, I know who took it. I know it's so tagged because the fag writes his name crooked. The ink I use might stink, but you gotta think. I got my props hops cause my tags don't shrink. I'm tagging and bagging bitches cause my name is famous in the street. Cause they know my name's from cruising in the Jeeps. So yo, grab a can and put your man up and stand. For the fresh, never stale niggas off the third rail Deep, dark, and black like the magnet on my back It's that artifacts chat from the wrong side of the track
Oh, you were talking that when I put you up, though. Yo, put me up on that, all right? Hey, put you up on this flip, man. Yeah, where it's going, yo? Yo, man, who got my fat cap? Right here? Yeah. This is garbage. Yeah. See what they did on? Yeah. Yeah. They covered up an awesome mural. Yeah. With junk. This right here, this was amazing. This guy right here, too, is a very respected teacher. Like, he's a, he's a big timer. And this will come over here and do this shit on Doesn't even, yes. It doesn't even cover it. So, tell me about the, how this wall works. Well, this is a legal wall, so like anybody can come over here and paint. Pretty much for the, most of the most of the time, you know, whenever you want. The problem is, is that there's etiquette. There's proper etiquette. Like, okay, if something's a, it's something super dope, and you're coming in with something that's not even compared to what they're doing. Right. You know, you better wait because you're with somebody that has the skill that this way they can be there um, doing something nice with the wall for yeah. you and helping you out. Because it's, yeah. it's like a temporary art gallery. Yeah. And you know that certain things are going to move out, but the things that move out should be done with something of equal dignity. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. Exactly. And, and so when they come in, and if you're actually going to do this, you know, you buff the wall. What I mean by buff the wall is that if there's a picture on the wall that's already been painted, yeah. you give the courtesy of having buff paint, which is roller paint or um, house paint, yeah. and you have different colors or whatever color you want, and you take out the picture that you're going to do. And yeah. you take out the whole thing. And then you do something over it as like a fresh canvas of some sort. But yeah. what you don't do is just go over somebody's artwork, especially if there's garbage. Yeah, there's several here where you can see multiple layers. It's, it's just yeah. so disrespectful. Yeah. You know, I know there's a legal wall and you can do whatever, you know, nobody's here trying to, um, you know, get super upset like you know we know yeah. this is going to happen this is part of it but it's not it's, it's frowned upon man yeah. especially this is a fresh one that they went over um i remember being here it was only like two or three days ago so that's a wow. very fresh piece of work that happened you try to let everything run at least a week or two yeah you know yeah. it's kind of let everybody get their moment of running right and not only that this guy is a legend in l.a he's one of the legends in l.a like very respected crew, very respected artist, and then the, you know, and the other guy, he is an apprentice of his, and then to come over here and do this, it's just yeah. very. Yeah. Hey, you want to take me down to the team? Yeah. So what what was he in town for? He had a hip hop show. Okay. In Bakersfield. Yeah. So that's what I was saying, like when I was talking about earlier about like your sister coming in with your crimp hair and pink, <laughs> pink leggings or whatever, yeah. looking like she came from 1985. You know, kind of like bringing back. I mean, you know, if, they, if somebody's actually hearing this, they'd be like, "Oh, he's dressed like that motherfucker. Fuck you." <laughs> kind of all of a sudden, you know, you know, you're a businessman. You're, you know, you go to work in a polo and a fitted, fitted jeans and fitted. <laughs> Fit of slacks, and then all of a sudden you bring out the Dickies and the right. and the Adidas with the backwards hat and the backpack. It's like all of a sudden you're like, you know, you got your five year old looking at you going, Daddy, that's my dad. And you're yeah. Like, you're like, yeah, son. Come on. Son, I mean, Definitely a character. A character comes out for sure. You know, you get excited. You know, and, um, this is him, Tame. You know, that Buku. He's actually Buku. He's um, 
he's actually a big underground up in Berkeley, and he's been around since like '89. Oh wow! And you know, for him to actually, continue, but you know, he kind of kept grow, growing as you know. I mean, he's a like, look at that. That's an amazing. That's an yeah, amazing piece that's of work. Incredible. Tame, but Tame, Tame is amazing because it's just who he is. Right. And then he still got that old, fresh um, New York 1990 style. Yeah. Very clean, very fresh. Yeah. So I mean, just having him, having him here, is yeah. amazing. You know. Yeah. I mean. They're still doing it. They're still doing it big in the underground. We should probably go make tacos. I'm about that. Yes, let's do that. All right. Word. Secret identities transformed in form boots Doing roll calls inside bathroom stalls Doing these roll calls cause that's what keeps it raw The voices on the walls To some it's nothing but to us it's all And that's all I left behind law breaking after the seasons But never stopped enjoying concrete museums We're hitting up museums checking colors on the walls Brick and mortar stuff goes spray paint or calls We're hitting up museums, checking colors and walls. Brick and mortar stuff goes spray paint art hall. only 13 when I first started tagging, sagging pants for a while, and my style was lagging. Came up in the suburbs, attracted to the streets, dug the BC's Real Rock and UTFOB. Started with the music, fell in love with the culture. B-boys and DJs would use walls, not sculptures. Vultures tried to tear apart the best of hip-hop. Car before the horse had us yelling, hey, stop! Head of a tagging crew in over my head. Never lived on Baker Street, but the rumor sure spread. Markers, pockets, windows, mean streets, spray cans. Backpacks, ducking mom with the sneak I played the fool and ended up in cuffs Fell down on my face, set the church down by the bluff Left behind the lot breaking after a seat But never stopped enjoying concrete art museums We're hitting up museums, checking colors and walls Brick and mortar stuff goes, spray paint art halls We're hitting up museums, checking colors and walls Brick and mortar stuff goes, spray paint art halls Welcome back to Brews, Beards, and Shipwrecks. This is Chun Jay, and I'm here with my man Peas. Do you want to be called Peas or Peas One? Peas. Peas. Okay. Is that, what, am I, did I make up the one thing, or is that just? No, I, I used when I was younger. I used to say Peas One all the and I and I write Peas One yeah. sometimes, but most people just call me Peas. So we we talked earlier about like 
you kind of having a lot of stuff together, and then it kind of fell apart. Oh. Want to take me more into that? Hey, love boat, not you shipwreck. Hey, love boat, not you shipwreck. Hey, love boat, I'm walking in the club like, um, excuse me, not you shipwreck. Hey, love boat, not you shipwreck. Hey, love boat, not you shipwreck. Hey, love boat, I'm walking in the club like, not you shipwreck. Well, 13, 14 years ago, you know, I had a, you know, even quick, maybe we'll go 17 years ago, you know, I, I was hanging out with people that were in Bakersfield Graffiti, and I was tagging when I was a kid. I ended up leaving, you know, I, you know, it's funny because I just came up with that name. So Peas has actually been around forever. I don't yeah. know why. I, I chose that name because <laughs> it's a silly name. There's nothing tough about it. Yeah. Actually, when I tell people that, you to tell people that my name was Peas, you know, they would you to look like why would you want to call yourself that you know <laughs> kind of joke about that still to this day That's like funny. you know and i try to make it sound so tough like when i was younger i'd be like yo man i'm peace one son what like <laughs> probably sounded more dumber than you know, yeah. <laughs> that i thought cool but you know yeah. uh, you know you're a kid but anyways i moved and so i moved for a long time and um i wasn't even tagging or anything anymore and i had a girlfriend and i was living in another country and you know, and then I traveled, I, and me and her broke up, and I ended up in San Diego, in a car accident, come back, not even messing with, still not messing with it, really, yeah. and then I get a chance to go to Orange County, yeah. and I started working in Orange County, I was making a lot of money, but you know, I didn't know, I wasn't tagging, I wasn't doing anything, and uh, I met this legend, I met this legend from L.A., um, you know, he rep DCV, and uh, his name was Fear, and um, we used to work together, and he, he just took me under his arm, like, just as a friend, you know, and he yeah. knew I was into graffiti, and, uh, you know, I used to be into graffiti, so he started introducing me to, like, the people that were doing it, and I mean, this is where it started getting to where, you know, I was meeting, like, um, people that were doing murals, and then yeah. making money, doing art gallery shows, oh, and, nice. and doing, so they were in a whole different realm right. of just getting a streak, and tagging on a pole like these right. guys were you know they're legit artists you know yeah. and um he takes me through them and everything and i don't even know how i got i literally got in there probably just because of friendship you know yeah. and, uh, and everything so but i was making a lot of money down there i was living i was living a good life i mean financially i was living a good life i don't know how you know i was i was really hurt because i had another career that i lost due to a car accident and I never really got over that, you know. Yeah. I was already in my own depression when I started meeting and doing all this stuff. So I kind of went on my own little nervous breakdown. Yeah, I remember those, those seemed like, I didn't talk to you a whole lot back then, but it seemed like dark days for you. And there, there was like a lot of exciting things going on, but it seemed like when we would talk and get it deeper, it sounded like there was like, kind of like a sadness or something. Oh yeah, I was very, well like I said, my very first career was my dream career, you know. Yeah. And um, you, physical handicaps and I just I didn't go back and try to get the job again um, I quit you know yeah, and I quit yeah. doing that and I <clears throat> had to rebuild myself all over again and when I did it wasn't anything positive I wasn't trying to be positive yeah. and taking this opportunity and no matter what I was doing and who I met down there I was just so in um, tune with how crappy my life was you know yeah, yeah. and I allowed that aura to just kind of go through my life and as my life went even when I lost 
you know, I wasn't. I guess I wasn't grateful for that. And I lost that. Came back. Yeah. Um, got back into my career. Was getting ready to go into my career again, a physical my my career, but as my career was physical, and um, then my knee went out, so I had to start all over again. And that's Jeez. when, you know, when I was on my way, I got a contract and everything, and I ended up popping my knee, and I lost that career. And after that, it just really just was kind of like whoa. And yeah. I think during that time, I really that's when I really just kind of flipped, and and I was like, you know, I, I was in this crew, and I, I don't even think I really even talked to to fear for a few years actually wow. when I moved back because I was you know I wasn't you know I wasn't thinking about it really and then yeah I just said you know what I'm just gonna go and you know I always love graffiti and everything so I just started doing it again and now um, I'm not saying I'm great or anything but you know I can you know I get a, a piece now and I travel we're I'm in a I'm gonna be in a you know I'm gonna be in an art gallery show if I come up with work and um it's our 30th anniversary this year um yeah. i can travel wherever i want you know i got places where i can travel and go hang out and paint with these like amazing artists you yeah. know and um that's kind of where i'm at and now i'm just you know getting my you know now it's like but it's crazy like you know you lose and you lose and you lose and to kind of have to figure out your, your where you're at in life you know yeah. and um yeah. and then putting yourself through another situation where you know, I think about it now, and it's like, man, you know, you know, through the grace of God, nothing happened to me, you know, and because um, yeah. um, I've, I've done some stupid stuff, you know, and, yeah. um, but, you know, I, I was fortunate, and I don't mess around with it like that, you know, I, I'm, on the, I'm on the artist, you know, I try to be on the artistic side, yeah. more positive side on, on doing it, you know, I mean, it's all part of the thing, you know, anybody that's actually out there bombing, you know, do your thing, but, you know, in my life and what, I, what I'm at right now, you know, it's just something that... You know, it's, it's about balancing. To me, it's, you know, at my age, it's about balancing your life. Like, if I want to do something like this for the rest of my life, it's like, how am I going to be able to do it without yeah. it hindering my life? Yeah. You know, or or even like relationships. You know, I think I was telling you earlier, there was this thing going on, on Instagram, and you know, like, you know, when I'm looking at like, you know, dating and being with a girl or something like that. Yeah. You know, and doing this. It's like you got three stages of the girl, you know, she's on the picture and she's 18 years old, you know, got some teddy bear and little pigtails and she's hugging with hearts going, oh, you're a graffiti artist, that's so cool. <laughs> and then, you know, then you get get her at 25 and she's got her palm sticking out like, I don't think so. And she's looking at you like, yeah. you're a graffiti artist. And then you got the girl, the, lady, the woman that's like 30 laughing at you like literally laughing at your ass saying you're a graffiti artist yeah so you know i mean you know it, yeah, how do you bring that up how do you bring that <laughs> up like how do you bring something like that up you know and it, i guess really it goes to the point of like well what am i doing with it if i even bring it up yeah and as she gets to know me later on in life and like you know sees what is what, where i'm at with it in my life you know yeah what i what i have done you know now how do you how do you reconcile the whole like i know there's legal walls but how do you reconcile like your legal part well, it's simple. I'm not on the freeway at night bombing a freeway. That's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> um, going to somebody, you know, going around the neighborhood tagging on poles, that's illegal. You know, you know, there's most of the time you get permission. Um, you know, there's places where, you know, they, the, 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 the city has allowed you okay. this space. And everybody knows about this space. Yeah. And, and nobody's going to mess with you. That's illegal. Because it's not really like you're getting paid for it. It's not like somebody's over there, you're promoting somebody's um, yeah. business. You're just out there painting on the wall. Yeah. And what, 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 what the city has, the city council has allowed it, like this place, 
you know, let them do it. Kind of like Venice Beach. Like, you can go paint a beautiful yeah. piece of work on the Venice pits, yeah. and nobody's going to mess with you. You can, right. there's certain walls, there's certain areas that, you know, they're not going to mess with you at, and, 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 and it's not, you know, it's no big deal. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's kind of, you know, and, and, you know, I mean, it's kind of like when I was telling, a, kind of like talking to a guy that was out there at the wall that we go to sometimes and we're laughing because, you know, he's got a kid and mortgage and everything like that, you know. Yeah. And we're laughing. It's like, man, well, it's kind of like your golf, right? I mean, instead of, instead, you know, getting with a bunch of buddies, couple of buddies, you know, you got a couple of beers or whatever, and you do your thing, and then you pack up and you go home, and yeah. you, you know, go home to your wife, your kids, and your normal life. But you got the like four hours or three, four hours that you're over there trying to be, some, you know, uh, reminisce on the good old days, make a nice piece of work, and and there's, there's its own competition, and we know we all kind of like who round, who got the wall that day, who round the wall, who got the best piece of work out there. Um, kind of like playing golf, like you know, yeah. instead of instead of playing golf, we got the restos. We're we're sitting there, <laughs> you know, buying restos instead of buying golf clubs. Right, I got you. Now, years ago, uh, you know, when we met, we met at a church. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of years have passed. You've seen me make changes, and just curious where you are um, and stuff like that. Or like religiously? Yeah. You know what, if you would ask me this question about six years ago, I would have been like, man, what does God have done for me? God, it's just a, it's just a um, idea, yeah. you know, heaven's what you make it, hell's what you're going through, you know, <laughs> type of thing. Um, sure. Now, now I, I think... I believe in God. I, I, I'm not. I don't go to church. I'm not always yeah. I go to church and yeah. I study the Word or anything. But I believe in God. I believe in God. And and for being so religious when I was younger to to now, um, I really do believe in God. I believe like you know. I look at things like you know the lessons that that has happened in my life. You know that a I caused. You know a lot yeah. of my downfall in my life is me being an idiot. You know and making wrong yeah. decisions. You know. And having to take responsibility of your actions sure. um, on what you're doing. But the other thing is, is uh, you know, the lessons. You know, I, when <clears throat> when I got out of Bakersfield, I was an arrogant kid who felt that he, what's the word I'm looking for, like deserved. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I deserved whatever I, where I did right. because I was so good, or I, people owed it to me, or God right. owed this right. me, owed this to me. You know, and, and so it was, you know, I, I I feel like that's thing that was my attitude. Even if I didn't say that type of stuff, you know, I think my attitude, sure. um, my I was very ungrateful. You know, yeah. and I think, you know, and I wasn't humble with, with, with what's happening in my life. I had a lot of good things happen in my life, and even even when I was in Orange County, I mean, I was I, we used to make jokes. I was a thousandaire, you know, if I wanted to go to Spain, you know, I had money to where, I made enough money to where, like, you know, I mean, I can't say just one day get up, but if I wanted to go to Spain, I was making enough money where I can go sit there and 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 save up for two months, and I can go sit there and sit in Spain for almost a month, you know, go, go sit there and play in, in Europe for a month or something yeah. like that, you know, I was making enough money living in a really nice, I was living in Newport, Yeah. you know, you know and, I, and, I was, and I was doing good. I was going to the bars and the clubs making, you know, we were doing VIPs, $400 type of stuff, you know. I mean, I wasn't sitting there being humble about my stuff at all. Acting like I was just the, I was the shit. I was in shape. I had good clothes. and You know, I could have whatever I wanted. And um, losing that, 
and then losing my career before that, and then losing my career again. Yeah. After I lost my career three different times. Jeez. And um, you know, well now where I'm at my life, and I'm you know I'm kind of starting all over again, and I'm doing it, and now that being older, I'm so tired of being angry. Yeah. And being resentful, you know, I think that was the lesson God has wanted for me. Yeah. You know, He was teaching me a lesson and. And to be thankful for what I have and being grateful for things. And, and that was the lesson that he, you know, when I look at my life, like, what did God teach me? Yeah. What was the main thing that God ever taught me was to be humble, be grateful, and thankful yeah. for the stuff that I was blessed with in my life. Right. So, so do you say you, you pray? And... I, I thank God, yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, I mean, I went from a hoopty truck right now and broken down, you know, practically walking, going on the bus here these last six, seven months, you know, I've been fined out of the ass and, you know, I don't want to go so much in my financial issues, you know, or anything like that, but um, things that have happened to me to where now, you know what I mean, um, you know, going and getting a better career, I'm yeah. working on my way to getting a better career, um, I got a brand new car, you know, you know, I, I, I mean, it went from that, that was just from six months ago, just actually really being... You know, I think it was just changing my. I've been changing my attitude yeah. for a while now, but I um, to really just really be like, thank you, God, thank you for what you do for me. Because even even when I even when I'm getting the lesson taught and he come, you know, and I'm losing everything, there's always like like not even within like like a, a, a long. I mean, yeah, it is in some way. There's a long period of time, but. I have a good. There's something, something, something's coming out of it, and and and, and, yeah. uh, and I make something positive out of it. And, and instead of thinking that I get I, somebody owes this to me, I'm grateful. I'm real grateful for my family. I'm real grateful for for, and that's what he. I think that's what he was teaching me throughout the time. And so you know yeah. that's that you know and, and and so yeah. I mean I believe in God. And I believe He gives us. Now it's according to us whether or not we want to learn from the lessons. Yeah. You know whether it be um, I was a hard-headed motherfucker. You know, and just really, you know, seeing my choices in my life. Yeah. What do you, um, what do you think about Jesus and Christianity and all that? And I said you're not practicing, you know, but you I mean, do pray. I do pray. You know, I that is why I, I do struggle with. You know, I ain't gonna lie. I do struggle with like, like as Jesus being a savior and going into the politics of the Bible. Um, and what I mean, and I understand. What it means, like straight out, like there's no politics behind it. Man came down and he saved us from ourselves, you know. And and that was always the battle. That's still the battle for me. Was like, was like, you know, for my, you know. And some people are gonna say, well, I don't agree with that. And I'm not trying to offend anybody. Right. I'm just saying yeah. what it did for me was, you know, I sat back and I was always like, you know, we're sinners. We we're condemned. You know, we're we're this, we're that. We're you know, you're just sitting there looking at yourself like I'm a piece of shit. And I'm not saying that, yeah. that you know, some people are like, I'm, that's not what he's saying, but I mean, some people right. can take, it's, you know, you're, you're a sinner, you're this, you're that, you're this, you know, nothing. And and um, to where I don't believe that. Yeah. And so what I'm saying is, is that it's just that one's hard for me, but I do believe in, I do believe that there's a God. And I do believe he gives you and he takes from you and, and, and your life. Is is, uh, is 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 your own is your own um, symphony. You know you're gonna make it when you die. And what did you 
you know, where do you get the best out of now? The afterlife thing, I don't know because I ain't in it. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, that one, I just don't know. I, I can't really, I'm not going to say that it didn't happen. I'm not going to say it did happen. I just don't, I'm very not sure. I'm not, you know, that's one that I don't know. I do yeah. believe, like I said, I do believe in this. I'm very spiritual. I always say that I'm very spiritual and I know there's God. Yeah. You know, and I believe he he teaches you things and because everything's a, a lesson. Yeah. You know? Do, do you ever think about death? Yeah, I, I think about death and I but I think about death as the fact of like I'm not saying to live it up. Yeah. But what I'm saying is is to make wherever I'm at something you know, I feel like I've 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 you know, I've I never took certain chances in my life. And maybe that was it. You know, when I think about it, like I never went full out on something where like, I think back sometimes. Like even sometimes, you know, I've always, I, I, I always second doubted myself. Um, even when I was, even when I was doing my stuff, I always second doubted my, my, myself when I was in my careers and, and when I was doing things. Um, you know, to where I never felt like I was at my own full potential because I was never 100% yeah. to take the chance. I never believed in myself like that, to take yeah. the chance. And um, I think that's I think that's what, that's why I went back into it. Was this the most risk there is? Right. You know, I'm gonna take the biggest chance. I'm gonna take my freedom. I'm gonna chance my my life. I'm gonna chance my whatever. You know, and and see if I can get away with it. You know, even you know you know. Um, and so it was like, and I think a lot of it was because, I, therefore, men. I think I quit taking chances. Yeah. You know, and now I'm now now that's one thing. Like now that I'm not doing that no more. It's like I'm really now I'm taking my chances on my life now. Like, what am I doing positive in my life? And where, where even doing those chances took me? Like, like I said, I mean, I'm going, I can go wherever I want to go to paint. Yeah. You know, um, I'm, I, I, I'm like my own little thing in it. And, and so it's kind of like taking a chance on it. Yeah. You know, and where is it taking me? Like, I don't know where it's going to still take me, you know. You know, you never know where it's going to take you. It could be negative. It could be positive. You know, I don't know where... But it's just a chance, you know, and taking a chance on, 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 on bettering my life. Like, I may not get that job or I may not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gamble on getting that house. I'm going to take the chance yeah. of getting the house because I want a house. What am I going to do? You know, I'm tired of, you know, you know, taking the chance of being able to succeed in it, you know. Yeah. That's part of life. Taking a chance on that chick. Yeah. You know, she ain't going to ask you out, you know. Yeah, that's, all, yeah. that's a hard one because, you know, can you handle her saying, you know, she... You know, she might throw you in the friend zone within five minutes. Next thing you know, you're sitting there paying her dinner. And she's talking about who she boned the night before. You know what oh, I mean? Geez. You know, I mean. That's rough. <laughs> it's rough, right? And then she's buying chicken wings and you're buying her beer and shit. You know, I'm not saying it happened to me. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, no. But you know a guy. You know, you know a you guy know that a guy. something like that happened to, right? <laughs> well, Pete, we should roll into a song and then we'll, we should uh, get a couple beers. And we'll finish out the, the show. I'm down. To guarantee victory I'm so happy I think I found my niche finally When creating art My uncertainties Eat away at me Can it be It was all so simple back then A little kid Playing dodgeball With all of your friends Now life's about making ends meet At least half 
way Lyrics they get your last Sounds so cliche to say Everybody know that may not see life after today The energy in my life force may dwindle away So I'ma live like graffiti Make my mark if it kills me Not guilty I'm a perfectionist at his worst My life's length verse will be over rehearsed I'm shackled to time This is my convict verse This earth My words wrong Freaking to burn All this is complex like wild style graffiti and it takes more than one look to read me my personality feeds off a system that was designed to defeat me instead of getting upset i walk around the city with my chest cocked like a pit don't speak over a beat unless i think that it hits i'm racing the next click on the clock down the set trip like a crip if i hear my patterns being flip you're like spitting i'm chasing you down like rainbow why should i straighten out my angle when i'm colorful like a rainbow entertaining to all and the ink that I use can't be removed from the wall No matter how hard you rub The work will make you humble or give you carpal tunnel A true artist will always be peculiar Because most view the world through a funnel This earth, my words wrong, free as a bird All this, BT, RG, 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 RG Windows still sit still, watch rain drop from the sky It always falls from a windows cry This earth, my words wrong, free as a bird All this Hand art form traces pathways for followers like clay potters trying to deal with the soil hand. Son of man evolved wanting a broader figure like father so he can get a wider perspective of dry land. Sending across the ocean can get you wide open. Coping with art broken can do the same in the name of fame. Walk the avenue with the stars. Destruction's beautiful like hillside dives or runaway cars. Prison bars demonstrates God's art. Caged and shackled. New commandment. Thou shalt not mankind raffle. Forever household freedoms. America's crime baffled. Sound waves and lassos. Play pavement for my vocals, take the back street with locals Hit the major metropolitans, my crew art mixed up like ice cream Neapolitans and trends, don't follow them Check out my murder, rock the cross, sound charge darker My page, quick turners This earth, my words wrong, free as a bird Call this, graffiti, art, mark my words Windows still sit still, watch rain drop from the sky It always falls purple when doves cry This earth, my words wrong, free as a bird Call this, graffiti, art, mark my words Windows still sit still, watch rain drop Earth, my words wrong, free as a bird. Call this graffiti art, mark my words. Windows still sit still, watch rain drop from the sky. It always falls purple when doves cry. This earth. That's when they don't know, really know who the fuck I am. How many graffiti yeah. artists do you know? Oh shit, is that on? It's running. Okay. I'm gonna beep out that word. <laughs> so that's that's funny though. Uh, welcome back to Bruise Beards and Shipwrecks. Uh, this ought to be called Bruise Careers and Graffiti. Um, <laughs> so Pease is leaving off many identifying marks of his life because obviously an underground graffiti artist needs to be anonymous. Uh, I want to go on record here saying Royal Ruckus is not endorsing um, any illegal actions or activities, and this presentation was for um, entertainment purposes only. <laughs> so, dude, um, what's your favorite taco? Oh, man. Honestly, it's between, 
it's, it's a tie because these are both my favorite. I don't know how to, I can't really choose them, but Cabeza and Tripas. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't figure out which one I like the best. That's, but, that's hardcore um, Mexican street cred right there. Oh, right there, yeah. <laughs> you know, like a Cabeza taco or a Tripas oh, taco. that's so good. I love freaking cheesehead tacos, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there was a there was a bar in South Philly that you could get those when I lived there. Ooh. So good. It's, it's just wild. That, like, like it's, it's like a hipster bar, but they <laughs> nailed it, man. They it was, nailed it right on the thing. Well, it's funny so because I, I it's, to me that the cheekbone and the cheek is like the whole that head is the most tender part. All that fat, it's all fat, really. It's yeah. the nostril and everything. so right. it's all the fat. There was this, um, was, I mean, it's kind of like, it's over there by, by there's one little taco spot and the guy broiled, I don't know if it, it wasn't head, it couldn't have been head because yeah. it just wasn't head, but it was cabeza, I think? Yeah. Not cabeza, no, I'm not sorry, it's not cabeza, it, it was um, carn, carne or carnitas? I think okay. it was carne. He broiled his carne, so it almost tasted like cow head. <laughs> so tender, so juicy. But yeah, those That's are my awesome. favorite. I noticed you're a taco connoisseur. I always see your stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, those are some interesting tacos. Yeah, my, my favorite is al pastor, but I like to do things like crunch pork rinds on top, and just like sprinkle the pork rinds, and little things like that. Brings talk- a lot of magic. Asian fusion. I'm talking about. Some, oh yeah. Some weird stuff. I'm like looking at. It, I'm like that ain't even a taco, Jamie. Dude, I, I did. I did a Western bacon cheeseburger taco. I know. I saw that. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> now we're just getting retarded. Like, what? I saw a chili chili fry taco. I'm like, what do you do? Just warm up a tortilla and threw chili fries in there? You know, I get creative, especially during the taco gauntlet. <laughs> Taste everybody is. Anybody's wondering. The week leading up to, or is it starting on? Every year, I eat nothing but tacos. And it's facebook.com slash taco gauntlet. G-A-U-N-L-E-T. It's a lot of fun. It is. Lots it looks, of people get involved. I, I see some of it. I'm like, man, that wasn't even tacos. But I, they're in really interesting because like, I do got to say, I do got to say throughout watching your stuff or seeing your stuff, and I did have your, your hot wings. If, you never, if, you, if, you're ever, if Jamie's ever hanging out, ask him to make his hot wings. Best hot wings ever. Really <laughs> Thanks, good. Man. Gourmet hot wings. So, but you have a gourmet palate. You do have a gourmet palate. I love all the duck, the duck fat. Oh, yeah, yeah. This and some duck fat. I got this oh, and yeah. some duck fat, and I'm like, I want some duck fat. I've never even had it, but I. I man, it's it's amazing. And dude, like French fries. You haven't had French fries, so you had duck fat French fries. Oh wow. <laughs> uh, or or even beef tallow French fries. What? Now beef tallow for French fries. This is kind of crazy. That used to be the main way they made fries. Oh really? And, like if you went to McDonald's in like the early '80s, it was all beef tallow. Now it might have been a beef tallow, tallow vegetable oil mix, but it was mostly beef. Wow! And then all the vegetarians said, "We want fries," and so they switched it to the vegetable oils, which are increasingly being shown to lead to like heart disease and inflammation and all heart kinds tab. of things. But it's cheap, you know, and it and it makes the vegetarians happy. So, <laughs> but yeah, you know what? Man. They used to be my favorite fries. I'm actually not a McDonald's fan. Yeah. yeah. Can't remember the last time I had McDonald's. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'll I'll, I'll crave a Taco Bell. I'll, talk, I'll crave yeah. a bean and cheese burrito from Taco Bell. Right. But I don't. I'm not. I'm, McDonald's never got me. I travel so much that um, I used to pride myself at like being above that. 
But the more I travel and the tired I am, the more it's like, you know what, a double cheeseburger is going to work. <laughs> you know? It's like two bucks, less than two bucks, yep. and it fills you up. It's crazy. Um, so what are we drinking? We just we opened some new beers. Um, this one is a 661. Yeah, th- this is from Timblor Brewing Company, T-E-M-B-L-O-R. It's a Kolsch, a Golden Kolsch style ale, uh, 5% alcohol. It's a nice... Uh, Relaxing, yeah. refreshing drink. I like it. I like it. The body for a Kolsch is uh, it's pretty viscous. Well, it's, it's good. But this one caught my eye today because I knew I was going to be sitting down with, uh, here with you, Peas. And I was thinking, you remember when they changed the area code in this area from 805 to 661? Unfortunately, I do. I'm that old. Wow. And all, all the graffiti people had to, like, change. Doing 805. Yeah, because they were hitting up 805. Dude, I did, I remember that, man. I did 805 when I was in Hawaii as a freshman. <laughs> it was the, the, uh, the uh, December, it was like four months before I got arrested. Two or two or three months before I got arrested. So you're now, you, you, you traveled. I did. And I represented the 805. You represented the 805. I didn't even represent the 805. Always a six eight. So I never wrote the eight oh five. It was. It was so crazy. I remember getting so mad at that because I love eight oh five sounded so cool. And now we're six six one. I mean, it got this catchy. I guess yeah. it does, but it eight oh five. That sounds yeah. so much cooler. Yeah, it's still an original. But this is a good beer. You you introduced me to Tim Bloor. A couple times when you came. A few. Yeah. The only thing uh, their their beers are a little pricey, but they don't. Well, there's it. there's other you know you know what like that's one thing I say about Bakersfield. The breweries have grown. Yeah, it's great. There's a lot. Like tonight, there was actually. I knew we were gonna do this tonight, but I was almost going to. Um, there's a beer tasting at a new brewery that just opened up tonight. Oh, nice. So I was like, you know, I was like, oh maybe we should go to that, but I knew we were doing this, and then you're making tacos. So it's like, yeah, pre- that definitely helps. Which, which one do I want to? Like nice taco with a good beer and a nice view, or <laughs> though there probably is some nice views out there. And sure. Some nice little high heels running no, around. Get your mind out the gutter. <laughs> so you've you've got a beard. It's not a huge beard, but um, how do you how do you take care of your beard? Um, most of the time, though, I didn't. I just got a new car, so you know, have to be a little more frugal. But I get a haircut every two weeks. Okay. So I get my fade, and then the beard. They, they clean my beard, beard, and they do the beard and everything. So every two weeks, I clean up my beard. Well, I haven't got a haircut this month, so oh. <laughs> it's just kind of going right now in the hair, and I'm like, ah. And actually, it's oh, sad because one of my coworkers, we, I, ha- I had some lunch with her today with a couple other girl coworkers. One guy by himself with, with a bunch of women is not fair. <laughs> not fair. Oh. So anyway, she got a new boyfriend, and he had a beard, and they're talking about how they like beards. Like, yeah. And then one of the girls was like, yeah, you gotta, but they, but they gotta keep it trim. They gotta keep it clean and collect. And then she looked at me and goes, well, I mean, you know, I mean, yours isn't that bad. Oh, jeez. And I'm looking at it like, okay, you're just making this really bad right now. And then one of my other girls goes, yeah, so you really let yourself go. You look like you got three kids and you don't care about wow. nothing. And I was like, you, uh, another coworker of mine, he's in his early 20s and he has a kid. And he kind of, you know, we all kind of could work with, I work with some tough situations. So we're not always looking at our best. So anyways, um, I always make fun of him. I said, man, fool, you look like you got, you married with three kids and you don't care about your life no more. And so she said that one to me and I was like, you. <laughs> I wanted to say the mean word. But yeah. Not. Yeah. 
but we're just having fun but yeah they were saying that and so no i don't most of the time i do keep it clean every two weeks but i i like having my my hairstylist do it um just does a good job and i don't really have to worry about it mm-hmm. but i've been traveling more than i meant to so I, like my hair is overdone so i'm going tomorrow um to uh, my buddy's wife's uh, she's a hair stylist um, <laughs> this is gonna so. get, you, get you going yeah now uh you're setting up an instagram yes what is your social it's gonna be watcher 41 on instagram and you can see some of my work and i'm gonna put this up so. all right so he's he, you're gonna um you're gonna put up some some of your past work yeah it's gonna become a little online gallery of your stuff yeah my little story that's fresh um my socials are at Royal Ruckus or at Royal Ruckus Official everywhere you can find those things. Uh, we're free music on noisetrade.com slash Royal Ruckus. Uh, we also have a SoundCloud page. It's also slash Royal Ruckus and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, like us on Facebook. If you get a chance for this um, this particular podcast, if you like it, give me a five-star rating and click subscribe and tell your friends. Now, we've got two last things as a form of order before we go uh, peas. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The first thing is, um, have you been listening to any podcasts lately that people might benefit from? I've been listening to some, it's called True Legends. And it's just, you just hear stories of some old, old school writers from the train culture. Okay. Um, their stories, what happened to them, are they still doing it, if they're still active, and just little things like that. So if you're interested cool. in this type of culture, you know, that's one that I like to. And if you're down and out, if you're down and out, and you, um, you know, there's a doctor, he's a psychologist that I, I listen to, and it's, um, it's called Change Your Mind. Okay. And, um... It's about this, like, you know, it's, it's, it's able to actually, um, you know, you hear so many people of um, saying they want to better themselves, or they want to change their ways, you know, they don't like something about themselves, or they want to improve, because everybody wants to improve, everybody wants to do yeah. something, but to get the psychology behind of actually, you know, you always hear, you know, you just be yourself, you don't need to change anything, but to actually, yeah, you have to change your personality a little bit, yeah. and change yourself, because you got to get it going to change. Okay. You know, and, and he kind of breaks the psychology behind it. So it's yeah. a change of mind. Um, I can't remember the doctor's name. It's like a weird name, but really good. What, really what's good the show good. called, though? Change Your Mind. Change Your Mind. What was the other show? Um, the name of it? Um, True Legends Thursdays. True Legends. Okay. Can you find these on iTunes, or are they... No, I find them... If you go on... If you Google True Legends Thursdays, True Legends will come on. Okay. Um, if you go on YouTube, I do a lot. Of the, the, the change of mind was a YouTube. Okay. I haven't got into actually. I just listen to his speeches oh, a I lot. See. You know what I mean? I really get that speeches, and, and it's not even like trying to. It's not that motivational stuff. It's literally trying to understand psychology, psychologically, yeah. like what's going on in your brain, what it needs to do yeah. in, a, in, in a in a in a science type of a scientific um, format. I guess okay. I'm trying to say. All right. Well, now my. Favorite segment. What is your favorite rap song of all time? Oh, it's the with the songs. <laughs> That's right there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But you know what? There's a good one right now. 
I'm gonna say one more. I'm gonna say one more. You know, this one really is called "By the Risen." It's like you can't stop me now. Okay. Which do you want us to play? The Risen. You can't stop me now. All right. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Brews, Beards, and Shipwrecks. I'm Jamie, and peace. Girl got knocked up, my closest homie each got popped up and shot up. Cops love the block, no way to eat. So I dropped a half a G on a rented SP, 1200 sampler in a Yamaha 4 track. The bass from the lab used to blow the fucking door back. My ghost was doing stick ups, trying to make a pick up. Waiting outside for the breeze truck to pick up. Nothing would work, so we back to chopping nicks up. Giving grown ass women two vows for a dick suck. When I was stressed, I would head to the rest. Then the pads on the SP 12 got pressed. Making beats for the streets so the family could eat. In 93, Wu Tang Clan dropped their first LP. We went platinum. Yeah, we flatten them. Pockets got fat in them. Whitten got capping them. Statins on the map in them. Brooklyn's who was bombing them. All around the world, killer bees start swarming them. You can't stop us. You can't block us. Rock us or mock us. Knock us or top us. Better sit back and watch us. Go hard, so hard. If you gon' try and stop me now, I'll be ruckus the rhythm like the blocks be wild. Bad enough, I got the cops trying to lock me down. Can't nobody break my stride or shake my pride without a homicide case and trial. It's a long time coming, long nines busting. Cradle to the grave, I'll be on my grind hustling. Sometimes when I think about it, have my mind bugging. The shit that I've been through, things that I've seen, the chicks that I ran through, places I've been, I'm a victim of the very song I sing. It's how it is in the heart of it Most want no part of it Some will soothe the pain through booze and narcotics I'ma hold my head, stay true to where my heart is Either you pay with your life or you pay dues to homage